The following program contains scenes and language of a frank and explicit nature. Discretion is advised. All right. <clears throat> Welcome to the program. Rare Form Radio, Thursday night, 7.30 p.m., Hollywood, California. We have a big show tonight. Frank, how are you? I'm doing good, man. Traffic out there is savage. I know. You just made it in the nick of time. Man. And what's going on? Is it the Hollywood Bowl having their BS I don't outdoor know. I concert? think it was really because you were just decided to take some kind of a siesta <laughs> somewhere. No, I actually left 45 minutes early today. Really? I spent 45 minutes on the 101. That's you my, can pull the intro down a little bit. That's, that's my big adventure for the day. Um... <clears throat> Yeah, it was brutal. Actually, when we were coming up, we have a guest in the studio well, I, I will introduce momentarily. But uh, when we were coming up, I had to give her a ride here because she's injured. <laughs> but uh, right. I was like, oh, fuck, I hope we make it in time because the traffic <laughs> was a little brutal. But then it cleared up. I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, 323-230-4445. If you'd like to call in, that's 323-230-4445. Or you can go to our Instagram if you would like to leave a, uh, a message, a voice message and ask a question, uh, at Rareform Radio. We would love to hear from you tonight. Um, I want to welcome and introduce you, Frank, to yeah. our very special guest, author. What else would you say you are? Columnist? Columnist for the fix, yeah. Columnist for the fix, nice. an author, an all-around great gal, <laughs> Amy Dresner. Awesome. Thank you. It's awesome to be here. Welcome, Amy, me. and thank you for coming down. Hey, thanks for coming to pick me up with my little gimpy arm. Yeah, so what happened? Do you want to get into that, or are you like rather God, not fucking I mean, talk about it? It's embarrassing. It's, you know, I wish I'd punched a wall, or you know, there was something, you know, given something a, cool. you know, given a rock star a hand job when we crashed in his Maserati, but it's nothing like that. My, uh, <laughs> well, you should have told me. I have a charger. I would have crashed it on the way here. We could have used that. <laughs> my dad is uh, ill, and I went up to Ashland to uh, help take care of him. And I pounded really hard on Tupperware, and I guess I just hit it just right. And uh, we don't know if I sprained or fractured my right hand, and I've been in a splint and a bandage for since Friday night. And I had a second x-ray today. And it's my right hand, and it's awesome. So I can't walk. I can't walk. I can't fucking drive. Because <laughs> you walk on your hands? <laughs> I know. Like, <laughs> I can't drive. I had to ask all my male sled friends. I'm like, how do you get a bra undone with one fucking hand? Like, give me some <laughs> tips here. Um, I've learned to open things with my feet. If, if anyone's into that kink, <laughs> hi, I'm available. I'm a domestic goddess. Now I'm opening things with my mouth. Uh, it's, I've become very creative. Wow. It sounds, it sound, you know, it does sound very sexual the way that you are speaking about it. Cause you <laughs> opening things with your feet and your and mouth, mouth and know, like a lot of right? fetishistic wow. stuff going on. I'm going to go home and break Genevieve's arms. Right <laughs> That's <yeah>. right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like open if this. you're in a vulnerable woman, yeah, well, it yeah, sucks, she's actually. And your wife is pretty skinny, pretty thin. Oh, yeah. So it's easy. Like, yeah, it's snap. easy. Yeah. yeah, it's so easy. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have you on here, and I'm very glad that I do because uh, we've been trying this for weeks to get you yeah. in here. And uh, you have written a book called My Fair Junkie, Correct. which I had the pleasure of reading. And I got to tell you, because I would just be like, yeah, it's cool that you wrote a book or whatever if I didn't really like it. Right. I wouldn't necessarily tell you to your face that I didn't sucked. like it. It sucked. <laughs> this book is fucking amazing. Thank you. And where a lot of people 
this is a, a brutally honest account of your using basically yeah. and your road to where you're at now. Yes. And I found most of it hilarious. It's and supposed to be. And most people would probably find it horrifying some of the stuff in there. Yeah. But I think that that's the difference. Most of our listeners know uh, my history. And I yeah. was like, wow, finally a book that I can relate to. A book that's not trying to tell you how to do this and right. what to do. And right. this is where I was broken and now oh, I'm fit. No, it was, it was yeah. the real no. deal. Yeah. And, uh, and I applaud you for Thank writing you. it. Thank you. And I know also that you don't want me to ask you questions like, was it cathartic? Yeah, please don't. <laughs> like please that. fucking don't. But what? Do, but one thing I do want to know is, is what did it compel you to write? Um, okay, well, I was writing um, for an addiction recovery magazine called The Fix. I was uh -huh. a columnist for about six years. And, uh, <laughs> well, I got arrested. Mm -hmm. uh, I was married and uh, we got in an altercation physical physical altercation and I was really fucking high on oxy and I'm like a buck 17. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm a skinny bitch. Right. And, yeah. uh, uh, it got physical and I just kind of snapped and I went and I pulled the knife on him and mm -hmm. I'm like, I'll gut you like a fish, you fat motherfucker. <laughs> and, uh, he called the cops on me and I got arrested for felony domestic violence with a deadly weapon. And I went to jail right. and I'm like a Jap, like I'm a, like highly yeah, yeah. educated Beverly mm -hmm. Hills girl. Mm -hmm. And which ma which makes it so hot. I know, right? <laughs> I know some guys are like, oh, I love a girl who can use yeah, a knife, yeah. you know? I'm like, I'll just use chopsticks if it makes you feel safer. See, like, I was just going to say, I wish my wife would pull a knife on me because it would be hot. And then you said chopsticks and she is Asian. So <laughs> sorry, I've had, I'm sorry. I have had the chopsticks pulled on me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I've never done that before or since. I'm a very sweet girl, mm -hmm. but you know, we're fucking monsters. Yeah, when drugs do that to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you you know, and it was an abusive marriage and it's just like, I just snapped, man. That's why I don't get high because I'm mm -hmm. a dick, mm -hmm. you know? And uh, so I ended up uh, losing everything. Right. I ended up penniless in a, in a psych ward and uh, went to treatment and then had to do a year of domestic violence and 240 hours of community labor. So it was me and like, 40 Mexican guys sweeping fucking trash on Hollywood Boulevard. Wow. Yeah. And they were like, what you here for weather, huh? They I'm are. here for a DUI. And I was like, oh, I, I'm, I'm here for felony domestic violence with a deadly <laughs> weapon. And they're like, oh shit. You know, so nobody fucked with me, but um, I think shame is really a very dangerous emotion and it only kept me using and self-destructive forever. Like, yeah, I really yeah, yeah. think you've got to be like, I, I always sign all my books, fuck shame because you know, in terms of what shame does, it actually lowers your dopamine, which, you know, for people in recovery or drug addicts will actually, then you'll, you'll be prompted to use because right, you're going right, to want, you're going to, you know, there are things that lower your dopamine and shame is one of them right? or feeling less than or blah, blah, blah. And things that, you know, create dopamine like sex or attention or, you know, nicotine mm -hmm. or caffeine and drugs and blah, blah, blah. But, um, so anyway, I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to start documenting my time on the chain gang. Right. And I started doing it on Facebook every day and I would take pictures of shit I found on the street right, and be right, like, right, this right. is what I learned today on the chain gang and just made fun of it and just owned it. Right. And people loved it. They were like, when I finished, they were just like, get arrested again. That was amazing. <laughs> and I was like, ah, you know, watch, I'm going to get this bitch to pull a knife on me. <laughs> um, and uh, my editor at the time was like, that's your book, dummy. Right. He was like, that's the framework of your book with flashbacks to, you know, 20, 30 years of, of you know, drug use and mm -hmm. rehabs. And I thought, you're a genius. Okay. Well, it's fascinating. And that part of it is a, is a big part of, of the story. 
that's in the book. Well, it changed me. That shit changed me. Okay. I had, I I related to it in one way. And and you're going to be like, oh, whatever, dude, when I tell you this. (laughs) And I was sober at this point because I've been sober. I'm coming up on 17 years and I'm an ex-junkie. So I I related to a lot of the book. And I was sober. And I remember it was my, I had dropped my kid off at like his first day of school, like preschool. It was the first time he was leaving my, you know, my uh, guidance and my, he was my little guy. And I was trusting these people who I thought like, he's going to fuck, they're going to fucking rape him. Like, oh you know, God, all these serious scenarios that are going through my head as a father. Yeah. But as Watch a father. a lot of prison movies. Yeah, yeah, like what's going so, on? So I'm kind of devastated. Right. And at this point I was trying to quit smoking. So I hadn't smoked in like a few weeks. And he started crying. I could hear him around the corner, crying, crying. And they tell the parents, you know, leave. Just if it stays that bad for like more than 20 minutes, we'll call you. You can come back, but leave. So I did. And I'm like devastated, you know, like tears in my eyes. And so I light a cigarette and I'm driving and I'm like in deep in Hollywood. I get all the way down to like Wilshire somewhere. And the cigarette has burned down to the filter. And it's not even lit anymore. And I'm like, I look at it, my hand's hanging out the window and I flick it. And right when I flick it, I look at my rear view mirror and there's a cop behind me. And I see down the street, there's like 15 cops on every corner and everyone's pulled over. They're doing like some kind of trap, you know? So this cop gets out and he's like, license, registration, all posturing. And I give it to him. He's like, do you know why I pulled you over? And I know you're not supposed to admit to that, but I'm like, yeah, you saw me throw that cigarette. I was like, I have no idea why I just did that. But I was like, should I tell him the whole sob story? And uh, I did. And he was like, his whole demeanor changed. Oh, wow. To like the kid that he was, because he was younger than I was. And he's like, he's like, dude, you threw it right in front of me and all my bosses are watching us do this sweep. I got to give you a ticket. I'm oh. like, okay. So he gives me a ticket. I go to the court, fast forward. I go to court and I'm like, well, you know, Your Honor, I'm sitting there waiting and my attorney, who's a friend of mine, tells me, he's like, just tell him like that you're a sober guy and you're willing to go to like, you know, treatment centers and I do that shit anyway. Right, of course. So I tell and they're like, and the judge goes, it's a woman, she goes, oh, honey, that's community service. I'm sentencing you to community labor yeah. for yeah. littering it's a different. cigarette. Oh, yeah. you did community labor? Oh, oh it's yeah. Tot- yeah, it's but totally But here's the different. thing. Here's the thing. I only did one day. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> exactly. Did fuck I tell you? That you. you know, that's what you're going to say. Wait. So oh, I do. fuck yourself, Todd. But- <laughs> oh, my God. One day. But oh. where the part that I could relate to was it wasn't life changing for me because I was only there for a day. But you know what? I said to myself, fucking sober guy now. I'll make. I'll do my penance and I'll put my elbow grease my in penance. and yeah. And, and like yeah. be part of the community. Uh-huh. And it's the same thing. Like we're cleaning up on the side of the highway. There's fucking syringes everywhere yeah, and condoms and yeah, all kinds of shit. And a couple of the guys come up to me. I, for those of you who have never seen me, I'm heavily tattooed and I'm wearing a t-shirt, but my, you know, my arms are hanging out. And a couple of the guys, first they come up to me and they're like, um, these are guys who are sentenced to two, three, four, five years. They're doing this in lieu of going to prison. Yeah. And they're like, yo, motherfucker, slow down <laughs> because I'm working too fast and too hard. Oh. Yeah. And they were like, uh-uh, like we are here for fucking years. You're here for the day. Like you're not going to make us look bad. And then I got the, 
what set you from looking yeah. at my two tattoos? And I go, bro, I'm from New York. Our tattoos don't mean shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we just get them because we're fucking idiots. It's not like LA. And I ended up making up some friends and everything. And then the guy who's the foreman on, on yeah, the job, yeah, yeah. which you describe your foreman oh, God, a in detail. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he's like this monster ex-con oh, pock marks all over his face but and he's fucking humongous <laughs> black guy and he's like he's mean the whole day and then at the end of the day he's like uh you all set and i go what do you mean <laughs> like just naive me like what do you mean He's like, you got a job and everything. And I'm like, oh yeah, dude. Like I'm a fucking regular person, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and he's like, so what do you do? And he's being nasty and mean. And he, I'm like, well, I do this, I do that. And, uh, you know, I was like, I do a radio show, you know, talking about dark matter at the time. And, and he's like, oh, you do a radio show? He's like, hang on a second. Everybody's gone now. And all I want to do is go the fuck home. Because as you know, it's fucking, it's exhausting. fucking exhausting, yeah, exhausting, back breaking labor yeah, for 24 gnarly. hours. You're like sweeping for eight hours straight. Yeah, it's horrible. It's really gnarly. And so uh, he's like, hang on a second. And it's starting to get dark now. And I'm like, oh, how am I the last fucking guy here? And he, he's like, check this out. He whips out a little, a little uh, iPod, like a iPad, like no. a, a, a fake iPad type of God. thing, like a Zoom or whatever. <laughs> and he's like, yo, check out my demo. And he makes oh, me sit dear. there for like a half hour and listen oh. to all of his shitty music. And then he f starts following me on Twitter. Oh. And I'm like, fucking oh. motherfucker. <laughs> So yeah, it was not. I I knew you'd tell me to go fuck myself, yeah, but even real. just one day, yeah. Well, so you know, was affecting. It me. was so yeah. fucking gnarly, and it mm -hmm. but it was totally life changing, and uh, it was the best thing that ever happened to me for real. But I was kind of a dick like the first day, you mm -hmm. know. And that's. I mean, I made jokes about it in yeah, the whole thing where the they whole... were like, you know, I was just. I mean, it's just so. It's just, you know, you meet your destiny on the road, you go to avoid it. I was like raised with maids. I was like, eh, sweeping, like, dang, nah. The universe is like, really, bitch? Here you go. Here's yeah. a broom. You know, and they were like, have you swept before? And I was mm -hmm. like, well, I, I, I've swept privately. <laughs> I've never swept publicly. I'm more of a private sweeper, like the Tina Turner song. And they're like, oh, okay, you know. And uh, I got pink eye doing that. Mm -hmm. um, I got whooping cough doing right. that. Who and gets for, whooping cough? Like, really? I mean, like, what am I, in third grade? For like, those of you listening who don't know, the way you get pink eye is by having shit rubbed in your <laughs> eyes. So basically you uh, were- There was a lot are, of shit. Yeah, yeah, there was yeah. a lot. I mean, we stepped and swept a lot of shit. Yeah, it was and it gnarly. wasn't animal shit. No, it was it human was, yeah, feces. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It was fucking intense, man. And it's in the book. And You it's, said you something know. else in the book that resonated with me as far as that goes too, that one time you were particularly dirty when you came home Ugh. and you made a Silkwood reference. And the first time that I met you, I said, I don't even know if you remember this because it was at Wendy's book reading, uh -huh. but I said to you, you have to come on because we have to discuss the Silkwood uh -huh, reference. Uh -huh. The craziest thing about that is, is maybe four hours before I went to that book reading, I was with an old friend of mine and we were going down memory lane of like stuff we did in junior high school. Right. And I had had this experience that I explained to my friend who was cracking up this, this girl that I've known for my whole life. And, uh, I was like 13 or 14. So it was like 1983, 1984. And a friend of mine and I met up with these girls who were a couple of years older than us who were like from a couple of towns over. And they gave us hand jobs outside on a park bench with like people walking by and stuff. Wow. 
And uh, and it was like nighttime. See, I can't do that right now. You my can't. Right well, hand you is know, the well, left. Oh, hand. Le oh, come on, a left-handed hand job when you're right-handed. God. Yeah, but that's the, the beginning but guys, and end of but that guys do that. Guys who jerk off with their right hand sometimes they'll switch to the left because so it feels like it's someone. It's different? like someone different. Oh, yeah, you know, so like you're cheating really? on your right hand. <laughs> <laughs> So dumb. Sometimes I pour a beer into my hand and they're like, people are like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, I'm getting my date drunk. <laughs> so anyway. So bad. So, but I'm bummed. He'll be so we, get the, uh, we get the, uh, we get these hand jobs. And when I go back to my other group of friends who were kind of waiting down the street for us, they're like, dude, don't you know about those girls? Oh, no. And I'm like, what? And they're like, that, this is, like I said, 83, 84, they're like, that girl's a slut, man. She's got AIDS. And it was oh, like, AIDS shit. was like a new, like it oh, was really shit. picking up steam. And I'm that age, 13, 14 years old. So I'm uninformed, you right. know? You can't get AIDS from me. Yeah. So I'm like, now. I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm I'm the worst hypochondriac when I was a kid. Like I've had and to go to- <laughs> And yeah. that's changed? No, it hasn't no. changed. <laughs> but- So therapy's working for you. Yeah, it was worse <laughs> when I was a kid. So I go home- and I start, I take, I take a shower oh, no. and I grab one of those nail brushes. My oh, mother had one in her God. shower and I scrub like my entire body, including my dick till I was raw. And I always, and I had said to this woman, I had said to this girl that I'm friends with, I'm like, I totally silkwooded myself. And she didn't know what I was talking about. Cause we're old. She, she, well, she's my age, but she had never seen it. Oh. Right. And for those of you out there who don't know if, Great movie, amazing. so good. It's amazing. an amazing movie. But she gets radiation, and they basically scrape these people who are in danger yeah, of being radiated, and it's gnarly. Yeah. So I always refer to it as silkwooding. Then That's years hilarious. later, when I was a junkie, and we were talking about our mutual friend Quincy earlier, yeah. and he still laughs at this to this day. When I would go through my phases where I try and get clean, like I always. Uh, tomorrow's the day oh, and course. throw the dope Hi, away and yeah. break spoons oh, yeah, and break syringes and then go mm -hmm. in the garbage and get them. Yeah. One thing that I would do is I would shave all the hair off of my body. Why? To silkwood myself. Oh my like, God. It was like this, <laughs> it was like this, oh this mental thing that I started doing when I would try and get clean. And I would, sh not my hair on my head. I understand. But like my entire body, I would shave it and then scrub my, I would silk. My God, myself. you're so out of your mind. And then mind. I would be it's high amazing. like three hours later and Quincy would come in and he would look at me and go, you fucking shaved yourself, didn't you? And I'm like, yeah, I was trying to stay Oh my God, it's hilarious. And this is Bye. the shit that you do when you're on drugs. And these are the kind of stories you'll hear in your book that are very similar to yeah. those kind of things. Well, you know, yeah. Not like that well, necessarily, you know, the, but- The bike helmet story is pretty yes, yes. intense. Yeah. Which you can tell if you want or you can make people buy the book. But um, <laughs> it's so good. It's just so. It's just. Insane. There's a lot of great stories, and we, yeah, I, I even made notes of your book I know, because I, I was that. really impacted by Aww. it. And uh, you were talking about the hypochondriac thing, and you know? yeah, I'm still a hypochondriac for sure. Yeah, Not as bad as I was when I was shit a kid. That like some guy in a hoodie is spitting out of his fucking mouth on a fucking corner downtown. Right. Well, you know, and now you're like, the is same this thing. organic and vegan? Like, yeah. I know, but that's something we do. Like, you know, it's like we're, I did the same thing. I mean, I was a big crystal freak. Uh -huh. So it's like, that's just made with like gun bluing and Drano. And now I'm like, you know, 
like my hands in a sling. I'm like, I'm handicapped. I can't do anything. I'm we used to, my hand. It's never the same again. Like, yeah, we used like, to go downtown. He and I, we would make the joke because the guys they carry the balloons in their mouths. Candy abled. Oh yeah. God, well, fuck it. I'm yeah, not whatever. Say whatever. And the guys carry the balloon. The dealers carry balloons of heroin in their mouths, and they spit them out into your hand. So hot. And we would, <laughs> when we first started going down there, I would always have a bottle of Purell, and I would like rub oh it all my over God, the balloon. Really? And within a week, the guy was practically regurgitating them back into our mouths. Like we used to just put them back in our mouths in case we got pulled over, so we could swallow them. So like. These Where you just like make out with these, him and pass the these balloon. These two hypochondriacs, like it's literally I got. Oh, so good. It was probably in someone's ass before it went into right. his Dang, mouth. Right. Also, no yeah, yeah. We, I think we have a phone call. <laughs> Great time. Uh, hello, you're on Rare Form Radio. Who's this? Hey, it's Adam. Hey, this is my brother. By the oh, way. Oh, okay. Hi. Hey. Um, that I'm throwing up a little bit from what you just said. <laughs> with the, with the in the ass and. Spitting and French kissing Quincy. Right, right. So crazy. Wait, I love, I just have to tell you that I love silk wooding as a verb. <laughs> silk wooding. Well, I but can't like, take credit for it. It's she, really just exfoliating, she, isn't it? Like, yeah. Extremely, a, though. Yeah, it's extreme exfoliation. <laughs> I basically did it my whole life, you know, like being a gay guy and out until you're 30. Like, mm-hmm. you silk wood for a good decade, you know? Every night. <laughs> <laughs> and how's your skin look? Amazing? Amazing. He looks See, pretty young. Like He's five years older than me. He looks way younger See? than I See, well, maybe you should start silkwooding your face, motherfucker. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Wait, I just want to say one thing, and I don't mean to interrupt you with your guest. Um, when you said, Amy, that you um, are picking up things with your feet, mm-hmm. it reminded me of Todd. I don't know if you saw this when you were in junior high school, but... We had that class called Humanities. Do you mm-hmm. remember? I don't know if you yes, had it. I, yes, I remember. Like in ninth grade. Mm-hmm. And they showed us a film, a documentary film called uh, A Day in the Life of Bonnie Consolo. Mm-hmm. And it was about a woman who was born with no arms. Uh-huh. Did you see that? I didn't. It was like, it, it, tra- it like traumatized me. I was watching Silk- <laughs> I was watching Silkwood at the time. I didn't see that one. <laughs> and it was, a, it was like literally a documentary about this woman who did everything with her feet. And they showed her like... She had a 66 Cadillac and she was driving it with her. Holy shit. There were like people that lived in the community and they like complained about her because she would go to the market and like, you know, thump a melon with her foot. (laughs) Feel it for, she'd bruise the fruit (laughs) with her feet. (laughs) But it was amazing. Like she could do anything that a person could do with their hands. Like she could do with her feet. She'd give you the finger and like raise just her middle toe. I used to be able to do that with my foot until (laughs) with my feet. And I used to actually like pick things up and give the fucking bird with my foot. And until I had bunion surgery. Now I'm just like much less. Are you half chimpanzee? Thank you. I'm trying to fucking get a date here, motherfucker. Like, no. So, but now I'm like opening, like holding the bottle with my feet and Mm -hmm. like, you know, opening it with my mouth or my left hand or whatever. But like, yeah. Well, wait, Adam, on a different subject, while I have you on the phone, and I think I told you this when I was reading her book. Yeah. There's a, there's a, you made a reference to the, one of the guys who I guess was your foreman had called a woman's uh, sexual area a vagina. Oh my God, right? Okay. So good. They tried to cut that in the book and I was like, absolutely no, no, fucking no. not. Oh, I'll my tell brother that story. Is, I'll tell that story. You should tell that story, but, but boy, hang on. My brother is my witness. We have been saying the word vagina <laughs> since we were little kids. No way. Absolutely. Adam. 
Well, one time, like when Todd was really little, like when he first started talking, I don't know how he picked up the word, probably from me, but like, I don't remember <laughs> specifically, but he got into like a little thing with my mother and he looked at her and he went, Ma, you're a vagina. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> and of course we had to roll with it from there. Cause oh that my was God. just, That's hilarious. and we even being genius at three years old. Yeah. And we <laughs> took it to levels of like, it's really, you're saying vagina, but you just have a stuffy nose like vagina. <laughs> <laughs> that story was or horrifying you know? That's, that's right. Yeah. yeah. That's all right. Well, let fun. her, Adam. I'm gonna hang up on you right now, but because okay, I want her to tell the story. But uh, yeah, thanks for calling okay. it. So continue, because that that um, was another note that I wrote. Oh I was like, god, we have so, to talk oh about god. vagina. Okay. So I'm the only girl in the truck, as usual, and uh, the uh, like, like you said, like the foreman was talking, and he was like, and he was Hispanic, and he goes, I watched this movie last night, you guys. And uh, it was based on a true story. And he said, this uncle, he take his uh, niece and he take her and to live with him in the mountains and to have a sex with her. And she don't know, she only 14, but he don't want her to get pregnant. So he take her to a um, bruja, how do you say a witch? And so the witch put a potato in her vagina so she don't get pregnant. <laughs> so two years go by. And uh, he having sex with her, and she don't get her pregnant, but she start to get really sick. So then they take her to the doctor, and uh, the doctor look up in her vagina, and uh, the potato had grown a roots, and then she died. Okay, break time. <laughs> <laughs> no. And I was like, oh. And then some guys came back with hash browns. I'm like, really? You're eating hash browns after that fucking story? Are you out of your fucking mind? Yeah, they're from. I was so uncomfortable. I hash like, browns from McDonald's. Yeah. Uh, Frank, yeah. you being a member of the Latino. Yeah, I know. I'm doing that. I'm doing that impression, you, and I just I'm like oh, cringing, and no, I'm like, is he gonna laugh, or is he just gonna be like, you no, racist he, piece of shit? No, I, I think you're talking about my uncle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Frank yeah. is very used to it. Believe me, we he he's heard, he's been the brunt of the Latin. It jokes was the best times. though. They started to fucking feed me like homemade chicharrones and stuff like oh, that. Wow. I was learning. I was learning all this fucking Spanish because I used to be bilingual when I was two. Right. And I could. I, they would talk about like who gave like happy endings at the massage parlors mm -hmm. and like how cheetahs was so great because it wasn't the same. You wouldn't see the same two chicks and right, like right, the right. whole time you're like lots I of different vaginas. Yeah, I would understand. I was like, guys, guys, I'm understanding like way more than you <laughs> understand. You think I am like chichanitas, like his big tits or something like that. Right. Obviously not referring to me, unfortunately, but uh, <laughs> I was checking out your rack before. It's not bad. Not bad for being a hundred no. and fucking. No, I would pounds. say that they're big for being a hundred. And they're real. Hey, yeah. which is rare in L.A. See? Nice. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. You like that little shake, titty yeah. shake? Yeah. Whatever about your book. Just keep shaking. <laughs> <laughs> um, another thing that I made a note about was uh, the obsessiveness. Like you, you talked about how when you're seeing it through someone else, your own obsessions, when someone else is, that you made a comment about how when you're being obsessive or being, or you're in your obsession and seeing it, through someone else's eyes, what you must look like. You made a comment about that somewhere in the book. If you don't remember it, I'll find it for you. Find but, it. I don't remember what the fuck but you're you did, you about. did. You did make that uh, that comment um, with someone who's not a junkie that doesn't get 
what obsession oh, is. Oh, that was talking about my ex-boyfriend who was, uh, who was like a normie. Right. And the fact that I would like pick him up and I had like a seven shot latte and music blaring and like a huge vape. And he was just like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. You know? They don't get like, it. They don't yeah, get it. He just, he couldn't understand like why I had to do everything to And people extreme. out there that are listening, like- you're never gonna get it. Either. Yeah, <laughs> like if he you called even- it the yearning. That was like I'd be like, uh, and I'd be like, ah, oh, I was like, boo, honey, mm-hmm. and he was like, oh, here it comes, the yearning, right. and I was like, we, yeah. I, my wife and I deal with that too because she's not uh, an addict. Yeah, and she's not alcoholic. They don't get and, it. Like we were, we were somewhere up in Washington at this like little nautical town, and there was nothing around. And I would drive every morning. We were with the whole family. I would ditch them and drive like 45 minutes one way and 45 minutes back just to get a Starbucks. Oh, yeah, totally. It's like I would freak out if I didn't have it. Of course. It was like getting sick from drugs if I did not have it. Oh, yeah. And like the obsession of my wife would be like, you ordered like 500 different things from Amazon. I'm like, yeah, but they're all cheap, <laughs> you know? And they don't get that No, 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 that, that weird fix. compulsiveness, yeah. Like, yeah. I can't imagine what it's like now to be able to buy drugs online because I get high from sh- online shopping. I do, and it's a problem, you know what I mean? So the, the fact that I can actually buy something and get high from buying it, and then when it gets here, get high you know what i mean yeah right, right. but when you see it through someone else's eyes yeah it was like i was like ooh. I yeah was like, that's it's not it great. kind of holds up a mirror in a weird yeah, different way because like, you start to realize like wow that it doesn't leave you no you can stop you, well, using you drugs can redirect you can, it yeah. into better things like well what i find with myself at and now i have six and a half years sober and um like I'm just still an extremist. Either I'm working out every fucking day and I'm like, yeah, ass like a 24 year old stripper. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. You know, or else I'm like laying on the couch and don't even fucking know where the gym is. You know what I mean? It's it's like, you know, either I'm, you know, like off coffee completely and I'm like, oh, I'm raw food and blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Or it's like, you know, it's like, like McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah, Either (laughs) I'm like fucking smoking Marble Reds or I'm like completely, off. you know what I, mean? I just, and once I pick up one thing, it's on and it's so gnarly. Like I was in the book, I talk about being a sex addict. Right. Which is, you know, hard to talk about as a woman. Yeah, which I commend you for. And I'm sure you hear that all the time. Like, wow, it's so honest and this and that. But I I get it. But you know what? It's just, this, it's addiction. It's the same thing. It's a dopamine rush. It wasn't really about sex or connection or valid. It was more about validation and just esca- uh, escape. Yeah, for 100%. You know, it was... So it wasn't really any different from any of the other drugs, you know, it just has, because it has some weird, like, you know, cause I'm a woman. And so I, you There's know, a stigma. Like, like, yeah, that you're slutty and da, da, da. And it's like, but like, you know, again, the extremism. So it's like, since I've been, since my, uh, I broke up with my ex, I've been celibate for two and a half years, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, we're, we're just not good at moderation. God damn it. We're, <laughs> we're just not good at moderation. No, not you know at what I all. Mean? So it's not like either like I'm fucking you or like my fucking vagina is like zipping itself closed and hermetically sealed. I'm if like, I you have know. one more person telling me, cause like if I gain a couple of pounds, I'm like, fuck, I should lose a couple of pounds. Well, just portion control. I just look at them. I start fucking laughing. I'm like portion control. <laughs> I don't know how to portion control any, any part yeah. of my life. It is all I don't have or nothing. the food thing and work. I seem to be good at portion controlling work stuff. <laughs> I'm kind of like, like why am I, am I portion obsessed Portion control about the that, stuff you don't you know? love. Yeah. yeah. But sleeping, I'm fucking obsessed with sleeping and napping and whatever. But 
it's like, yeah, the, you know, very extremist and it's mm -hmm. hard. It's really hard. And it's like trying to, you know, do positive stuff instead of negative stuff, you know? Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, like, redirecting the... Uh, yeah, I mean, there's an obsessiveness which can really be, you know, a, a type of ambition and really be terrific if you if you channel it the mm -hmm. right way. Yeah, that's the hard but part, But if though. you let it all, you know, if you let it go, you let the reins go, the fucking horse is going to kick you off and you're fucked. Yeah, and I think the problem with people like us is we channel it in a way that's harmful to us because that's kind of the high of it all. And people who are just genius who know how to harness it for artistic creative reason or f to save the fucking world like just don't have what we have you yeah. know what i mean yeah which kind of sucks but it's attainable and you definitely in the book it's a hopeful book it's not just you know it's pretty gnarly. i mean shooting coke in my neck is pretty gnarly yeah. having seizures i mean that was one of the things it's like you know in this times it's like suicide attempts and psych wards and all kinds of shit and you know staying up for 17 days on crystal meth and writing a new bible like hello mm -hmm. you know <laughs> wow. but i still have my teeth and that's all that really fucking matters in la <laughs> hi oh i, I lost look like an apple doll yeah Who gives a i shit? have a few fake ones i lost a couple of them along the way <laughs> i was eating a fucking slice of pizza from damiano's when, when once when ooh, i was a, a full-blown junkie and I was like, "What's that weird? <laughs> what's that weird oh, thing dude. in my mouth?" And I was oh. just like, "And my, one of my teeth, the nerve had just died, and it just Ew. rotted away oh, in my mouth." Gross. So, but no. I have a nice new one now. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I was shoot so I gave myself epilepsy from mm -hmm. crystal meth, um, which is pretty. It's un not unknown, but it's pretty hard to mm -hmm. do. It's pretty mm -hmm. rare. So I've had a seizure disorder for God, fifteen years, right? And I have to take medication for that. And I've cracked my head open and lost my. I've broken teeth and lost my license a couple times. Right, right. And it's been really gnarly. But anyway, that didn't stop me from relapsing. But I just didn't want to touch meth because I was like, well, meth is made from you know chemicals, so right. we'll do cocaine because natural. From a yeah, plant. At one point, it was a plant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, right. So I'm shooting coke and I have a seizure and I shoot cookie and I have a seizure and I, I have this epiphany. It's mm -hmm. like, fuck. Well, shooting Coke is a high impact sport. Mm -hmm. Like I need to wear protective gear. <laughs> Not I should fucking get clean. Oh, right. Yeah. So mm -hmm. then I start shooting Coke wearing a bike helmet. Mm hmm. Because that was my answer. It's the best. It worked. <laughs> it's come on. That's kind of ingenious. Well, I had a thing where I was going downtown to score. I told you the story on the phone the other day. I was going downtown to score and I, I uh, kept looking down at the phone because I thought, oh yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. I was getting the sensation <laughs> that it was buzzing because it was be my dealer calling, tell me where to meet him. And I ended up hitting this woman because I was looking down at the phone, oh, uh, hitting a woman in her car and her car flipped like four Ooh. times. I could hear her screaming oh. in the fucking car. She was turning. It was like a bad slow motion Oliver Stone movie. And, uh, you know, I sat on the corner and I had been going to meetings to try and fool people in my life that I was trying to do something about how's my that, drug how's addiction. How's that working for you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I went to meetings for like almost five years. Wow. And I would I would chip in the log cabin, you know, like places like oh, that. Oh, I've yeah, done yeah, it. I've yeah, done yeah, that. Yeah. I've done that. So. <clears throat> it's not a good feeling. Yeah, it's the worst. It's the most shame. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you I'm talking about go. shame. Yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll talk about that more <laughs> after, after the show. But um, basically what ended up happening was, you know, especially because I had some uh, self-help language, let's mm -hmm, put it that mm -hmm. way, um, in my head, I, I would hear that voice. And instead of going with that voice of maybe I should listen to what these people are trying to tell me to do, right. I thought I just shouldn't drive anymore. And right. I would of pay course. other of junkies course. like, you know, I had, I still had money somehow and I would pay other junkies of to course. go score for well, me. Well, that's, you know, we, so, yeah. We, yeah. 
anything like, to avoid the consequences. Not I mean, stop you know. using the drugs. No. Just don't drive to get them. But that's addiction. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's totally. addiction. It's like, you know, it's like, you know, use despite negative consequences. Yeah. And we don't fucking, mm. you know, we just figure out ways around the negative consequences until we right. just hit a wall that's well, just Well, why so can't gnarly. you just stop doing it? Oh, God. Oh, shut the fuck up. I know, up. right. Yeah. But when I say that it's a hopeful book, because I do read it as a hopeful book. Oh, I mean, for because sure. I you wrote go, it to give people hope. Yeah, I wrote it to help people. The fact that you wrote it and no. you're alive to write it is hopeful. Someone Googled me. They're like, I had to Google you because I couldn't believe you were fucking alive after <laughs> some of the stuff you talk about. Yeah. And they're like, not only are you alive, but you're a babe. Yeah, too. you look I great. Was like, I was like, thanks. Okay. <laughs> but um, I wrote the book to help people. I wrote the book. I just was like, fuck the shame. I'm going to write the most honest book. I don't care. If you're trying to look good writing an addiction memoir, like you're yeah, not being yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking honest enough. I'm sorry. Well, like you know? I said at the beginning of our conversation, like I've read those books where it's oh, heavy-handed right? no. and like, yeah. well, that's like the yeah. spirituality and this yeah. and that and this and that. Mm. I want to hear. It's the same way when I'm listening to someone speak. Like I want to hear the real, shit. the real yeah, raw fucked up shit because that's what I'm gonna relate yeah, to. Of course. And the fact that they're here to even tell that fucking story is enough. Like I get, I get how she got there. Yeah. You know and it was I mean? like, I just was like, you know, I mean, Jerry Stahl, who blurbed the book and who's just kind of like a mentor and a friend and mm -hmm. idol of mine was like, if you had the nerve to live it, you should have the nerve to fucking write it. Yeah. And I was like, all right, bitch. So everything where I was like, God, I don't want to put that on a page for thousands of people. To, oh, you know, um, I was like, hey. Vanity aside, bitch. Right. Like, and it's not for That's, those yeah. people. No, and it's like some people are like, God, you seem like a real dick in the beginning. And it's like, who isn't a dick when they're mentally yeah, ill yeah. and on drugs? Like, where are you gonna go? Like, if you're if you're angelic and why get sober? I but just got to say that I was the exception to the rule. I've always been an awesome guy. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's really important to write the raw, honest, ugly truth because no. that's the shit that people don't feel safe talking about or owning. And that's the stuff I've had people write to me and they go, oh my God, thank you for making me laugh about stuff that I've not even been able to admit yeah. or tell people about. You yeah, made yeah, yeah. me feel less alone and less broken. And, uh, you know, I just can't thank you for your fucking honesty. Yeah. And, and it's I like, that makes me feel awesome. Like, fuck looking good. Like, it's yeah. about helping people. Yeah. And you know what? You, you do look good. Because when, like I said, in the context of the fact that you wrote this and that you live this and that you're alive to tell the tale, right. that's what looks good. Right. You know what I mean? So I, again, I was really touched by the book. I laughed a ton. Yeah. And it's, you've, and well, I mean, for me as an ex-comic, like being, you know, seeing the humor is the only way to fucking get through life. Oh, yeah. You have to fucking laugh at it. Otherwise, you're not going to get through it. Right. You know, and I just also wanted to write a memoir where people, I want to write an addiction memoir was depressing. I wanted to fucking, you know, see some humor in the darkness. Not that addiction's funny or not serious or anything right, like that. Right, right. But I just, that was the way that I got through it. Right. Was and, the and we were talking about this earlier too, just even in general, in the state of the world. Yeah, if you can't to, laugh yeah. about what the hell is going on. You're not allowed to laugh about anything. Right, and, and like, if you can't, yeah. where the fuck yeah, are we? Yeah. Which we'll get into that a little bit later okay. in the show, um, but we do have a phone call. Hello, you're on Rare Form Radio. Who's this? Hello? All right, lost them. Call back, 323-230-4445. 
uh, and we will take your call. Um, the, another thing before we get off, because let's get off the book in, in, in a little bit, because okay. I'm sure yeah. you're fucking tired. Whatever. Let's just sell it. some fucking books, bitch. I'm but, broke. Uh, <laughs> but uh, and the name, <laughs> the name. I'm gonna have you plug all of that in just a second. But there is one other part that I wanted to get to about the book, which I related to as well. And it's where you're in Las Vegas and there's people doing drugs around uh, you and you're kind of sober at this point and you're coming up on a, an anniversary yeah, of your yeah, date and, yeah. uh, and there's people who are doing shit in front of you and you're just like, you fucking lightweights. Like you don't oh, know what the you fuck fucking you're doing. amateurs. Yeah. yeah. That I really, that touched me a lot and it really, <laughs> that touched me. It, it did touch me because I've been in that situation and I'm just like, oh, you fucking idiots. But what really got to me was the time thing because we we were here doing the radio with Dave, with uh, Dark Matter, with Dave Navarro. And he and I had went to some underground sex club afterwards that a few of his friends were. We had been there a couple of times before. Uh -huh. But we're in there and there's like a guy to my left with nipple clamps on that are clamped to his balls. And there's a girl to my right getting spanked. And I'm just kind of sitting there like odd right. man out. And there's like, chicks all over Dave, right. you know, and he's just hanging out and he knows them. They're friendly and he's having his good old time. And I'm just like kind of the driver for the night right. and it's dark and it's eerie. And I look at my phone and I knew this was coming up, but I look at my phone and I have an app that kind of tells you where you're at in yeah. your time yeah. without getting specific. And, uh, Oh, I can talk about that too. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't give a fuck about that either. I'm glad that you, you don't. You know what? Like, I, yeah. fucking, I think anonymity fucking kills people. Yeah, and I think we need to recover out loud. Right, so, and I, well, I can talk about so that I got too. So I got the, the, the AA counter, right. you know, and it's like, and I know that I'm coming up on a special anniversary for right. And I'm sitting there and this is all happening. And I look down on my phone and it's literally like- Oh my God, three, it's the exact same. Two, <laughs> right. one, and I hit 10 years and I got fucking- clamped dicks on one side of me oh, and right. spanking wow. pleather outfit girls. Right. In the, and I turn to Dave and I show him my phone. And I'm like, bro, because, you know, he's sober too. And I turned to my, or he was, and I turned my phone to him and he's like, yeah, nice job, bro. Like, <laughs> and like, and my tears, my eyes welled up with tears, not because I was sad about him or whatever, but, or where I was, but like, I had no one to share yeah, that moment with yeah. like, you have no idea yeah, yeah. what I went through to get to yes, 10 yes. on beforehand and since, yeah. you know, and the, and the journey sober. And yeah. I was like, and that is that why moment, yeah, where I'm when, counting you, to, yeah. when you wrote that in that book, I was like, fuck man, we have to have her in here and talk. Yeah. They're like it, doing blow in front of me it, and like, mm. like, you know, and I'm like, I turned three, I think. Yeah. You for yeah. the 15th time, yeah. you know, fucking yay. Slow learner. <laughs> but yeah. still, and then when I said, so, <laughs> so when so when you laugh and say, oh, it touched me, it did. That Telling no, that well, story is that. important. I mean, that was, it was yeah. very, yeah. It yeah, was absolutely. Fucked. It was like, I was like, it was a, an important moment. I'm looking at my fucking clock and yeah. I'm like, I'm three years sober. And I was like, you know, and they're fucking like, you know, just like putting their finger in this big Ziploc and like, and I'm like, God, you idiots. Like, don't you guys have a wizard Get a fucking, fucking pen cap. Like, yeah. yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I actually made some paraphernalia for yeah, them. I'm you like, wrote about it in the book. I'm like, yeah. you guys are killing me. We have another phone call. Hello, you're on Rare Form Radio. Who's this? We got another one. Let's check the okay. other line. Hello, you're on Rare Form Radio. Who's this? Hello. I could hear that there's someone on the line, but... Uh. We'll have him try back. All right. Try back. 323-230-4445. Let's take a little break. Yep. 
and uh, we will be right back. All right, we are back. Uh, I do believe we have a phone call. Oh. Hello, you're on Rare Form Radio. Who's this? Hey, this is uh, Jennifer. How Hi. you doing? From Washington State. Jennifer, how are you? I'm good. Good. Do you? Uh, what can we do for you tonight? Do you have a question? No, no. I just wanted to. <laughs> I didn't think I was going to get through. Uh, just wanted to really uh, thank Amy for uh, sharing her story. Um, it's it's really meant a lot to me because I too um, had like eight years of sobriety and then friggin' relapsed and you know brought me to my knees and just her sharing her story and then <laughs> and then uh, I know she doesn't keep the Colonel Puff Puff uh, Instagram page but just the humor with that <laughs> it's just <laughs> hey girl, how are you? Hey, I'm, I'm hey, yeah. hey, I'm so happy that the book helped you, and just like you know, just get back the get back up and fucking dust yourself off and just go fuck it. You know what I mean? That time's not lost, and it's like relapse is part of recovery for a lot of us, and it's just like whatever it happens. Yeah, I don't run the Colonel's page, but I do send the photos and the videos, and then she does them, and I know he just slams me. It's so gnarly. Now, what is it? What is the well, Colonel's he, page? He needs. <laughs> Up. He needs to step up and help you. You're injured. You I know, help. right? <laughs> um, Colonel Puff Puff is my Persian cat who has a mustache. He has his own Instagram page. Doesn't don't all Persians have mustaches? No, he has like a white mustache. <laughs> I'm kidding. He looks like like the like the old like he looks like. I don't even like like Colonel Sanders or like mm -hmm. the diet like got diabetes. Like he Colonel looks like Sanders that guy. is not Persian. Oh my Go god! Ahead. I'm only <laughs> fucking with you. Such a dick. Go ahead. Anyway, um, he has his own clothing line. I've done none of this. I'm not okay. that psycho. Men, hello, potential. <laughs> You're partners. not a cat lady. Yeah, okay. I am, yeah. You're a cat lady, Amy. I'm not. I have one cat. He, he has uh, his own clothing line. He is the muse to um, this guy Bruce, who's an amazing graphic artist who mm -hmm. creates all this graphic art. And uh, yeah, a friend of mine who shall remain nameless okay. runs his page and has him talk uh, these really funny videos in British where he just fucking slams me. He does a review of my book and it's really fucking funny. I definitely have to check it out. Yeah. So I just thank it you for calling and I'm hilarious. so glad I'm that that book helped person, you. So. <laughs> <Aww>. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm always commenting on that. Um, Sober Voyager is my handle. Oh, right. Hey, girl. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, actually I'm glad yeah. that you said that because I was gonna just next read the message you just sent to Rareform Radio. So no, we got you now. Yeah, he's got me. He's giving yeah. me a lot of love and he's stepping up as much as he can. He's fascinated by me bathing with a bag over my arm. He's like, Oh, that's interesting and then drags it into the next room. He's like, Oh, that's cool. And me opening string cheese with my teeth. He's like, Fucking right on, Mom. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> So yeah, it just brings you know, brings some humor, and I got almost seventy days. So right on, girl. Congratulations, You're back on track, man. Keep going. Keep yeah, going. I am. Um, thank you for just you know, podcast this time around. Uh, I got sober was in the late nineties, so we didn't have even have friggin' all these Facebook yeah. groups. Yeah. No, it's a really cool yeah, time. There's a lot of support now. Yeah. 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 yeah cool. So this is awesome to be a part of the community. I'm going to um, She Recovers um, 
on the 14th. Oh, sweet. They're going to be up here in Seattle. Sweet. Yeah, they're having the Connections Tour, so I'm going to get involved and go into that. So Cool. Yeah, so I just, yeah, I just wanted to, I didn't think I was going to get through. just wanted to. <laughs> Say thank you. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. You're welcome. Stay strong, Mama. All right. Well, thank you for calling in and best of luck. Thanks a lot, guys. You got it. Well, that's nice. Little uh, helping people. Yeah. I know. Right? It's really. I mean, I was the last person I thought would ever like make a difference in the world or help someone. I was so self-destructive for so long. But I mean, once you hear that heartfelt, like you know, it's just. I thought I was gonna start crying. It's just. Yeah. Yeah. The messages I get just bring me to my knees. I bet you they're even better when there's a good connection on the line. <laughs> I know that was really that was really crackly like she, and fucked up. Is she in a tunnel in recovery? <laughs> such a dick. Um, just oh. to backtrack for a quick second, yeah. Frank's wife, oh, uh, who whose name is Genevieve, and I call her Gulliver. <laughs> Why? Uh, just because I couldn't remember her name, so it just became Gulliver years ago. You. So oh, God. it became Gulliver. But uh, Gulliver texted yeah. me when we were talking earlier, uh, and she said. Frank gets V and B mixed up all the time. Just going to oh! leave that out there. <laughs> so, it's true. It it's looks, true. you know, you See, better. So is it racist if it's true? <laughs> so I I guess I could safely say that Frank's not going to be getting any vagina oh, tonight. Oh, shit. No vagina for <laughs> no Frank. Vagi- no vagina for Frank. No vagina for you, man. Oh, you guys are too much. Dude, so a couple, oh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, I had a guy, uh, I, I get up super early cause I got young kids. I got to get them to school. So I'm out and the garbage trucks come and the guy lifts my thing and like misses somehow a bunch of garbage fell on the floor. So I walk outside and I'm like, I'm like, dude. And he's like, and he, he gets out. And at first I'm like, you know, I'm a little bit of a tough guy and he gets out of the truck and he's like a straight up. Vato, like oh, 18th shit. Street gang oh, neck shit. tattoos, oh, and he's big, right. and he's like, "What?" And I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, I'm like um, "Sir, you uh, <laughs> you draw, you dumped a bunch of garbage, all." And he's like, he's like, "Well, your can's not supposed to be here. It's supposed to be here." And I'm like, "Yeah, well, the homeless guys come. I put it there, and the homeless guys come and they move them." Mm. And he's like, "Those people aren't homeless. They're trying to keep their homes." Holmes, <laughs> and he realized what he had just said. He realized what he had said at the same time I heard it, and both of us started cracking up laughing. And now he's like my best friend. Like I That's see him every hilarious. month. He's like, "What's up, Holmes?" And he does it from the truck. That is so fucking. And funny. I was like, "Dude!" I, so I told him like a couple weeks oh later. I told him, "I'm like, dude, you couldn't write that on a so sitcom. Good. It's oh, so I'm, fucking I'm genius." So fucking yeah. ripping that. I'm ripping that. <laughs> those, try, those people trying to keep their homes. Homes. Oh my god, so good. <laughs> it was the best. Oh I could not That's believe great. it was oh, happening. So good. <laughs> so fucking funny. All right, if you'd like to call in 323-230-4445. That's 323-230-4445. Uh you know what? Let's pull up the thing for a second cuz I'll I'll play Dan's bullshit little fucking <laughs> uh calls Dan who's not here tonight cuz he's Doing some bullshit thing. Okay, all right. Somewhere but else. I, I feel important. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we have a little voicemail, so. Oh. Mailbox of Rare Form Radio. Please leave a message after the tone. All right, that didn't really go that smooth. 
But uh, we'll take a couple of questions here. So I got a few things. Uh, I got a lot of people God. talking to me, asking me to talk about if I saw the Chappelle uh, news special. Oh, Did right. you see it, Frank? No, I have. I've heard a lot about it, but I haven't seen it. Yeah, he's getting slammed. Right. And I saw it already twice. Oh, really? In okay. a row. Like it was that good that I had. I was like, I got to watch this again right mm -hmm. now. And uh, he's just. He just goes fully, full bore. I don't give a fuck. I know I'm going to get slammed for mm -hmm. everything I'm going to say. And I got to think, like, people are asking questions like, what do you think? Did he go overboard? And I say no. And I know that you haven't seen it because we, we spoke yeah. earlier about this, but it brings up something I do want to talk to you about, especially since you... The wrote way you incredibly PC book. Wrote, well, it's not even on PC. It happened to you. I mean, the voice might be a little bit in oh, some people's hot, eyes. You know, mm. But let's yeah, let's talk about that in a second. <laughs> but the thing that this guy does, and why I think he's one of the best ever, not around today ever, right? Is because this guy is a guy who like made fucking what like three hundred million in the last three years on Netflix specials. He doesn't have to. He could step back and be like, you know what, everybody's. All the big shots are getting me too'd and this and he talks about that mm -hmm. in this special and Louis C.K. and stuff like that. And um, <clears throat> the way he goes about it and what his material is and what he decides to talk about and how he presents it is completely necessary now more than ever. And um, I applaud the guy for doing it and I'm grateful that he does it. But this fucking shit is getting way out of control with the what you can say and of what course, you can't say, especially when it's a comedy special. Yeah, right, I mean, at right. one point he even looks to camera and he says, and for those, cause he says something lewd and he says, for those of you watching on Netflix, you clicked on my face, motherfucker. <laughs> and he's right. Like, don't watch it. If yeah, you don't think right. it's fucking exactly, funny. Exactly. But these, this, what social media is a big, has a big responsibility for creating is, is like, giving people a voice that shouldn't have a voice. Make them famous, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like the fucking PC police, it's oh. just like, and they're, it's just they ridiculous. They love me. So why? Why do they love you? <laughs> no, they don't. I'm being facetious. Sarcastically, why do they love you? So, I mean, first of all, uh, you know, P I understand that people think that language is very important, but as a, an ex-comic and a writer, to be bound by certain rules regarding language is very limiting mm -hmm. and doesn't allow for full expression. And you know, you're always gonna piss someone off. No matter how hard you try not to piss right. someone off, you're always gonna fucking make somebody fucking mad. So you might as well tell your truth. Right. Um, I think that for me, what's more important than the word is the intention behind the word right. and also how you treat people. That's really the whole thing. Right. You know it's what I like, mean? you you know, don't worry about the, uh, about the word itself. Worry about the racist asshole using it. That's you what, know, that's where I your mean, worry like, is. You know, it's like, so when my book came out, um, I got a lot of shit for saying junkie because now there's a big movement to be substance use disorder. Junkie is if you were dirty, if you're clean now, then you were dirty before. I'm like, Oh fuck you guys. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, my fair girl with substance use disorder was just going to fly off the shelves. You know what I mean? Like, and it's like my book, I get to say what the fuck I want. Right, right, and it's right. like, I get to call myself what I want. If I want to call myself a fucking junkie, mm -hmm. I get to call myself, it's my narrative. Right. I get to use my own words, but it's like, you know, um, 
I'm pretty un PC in the book. I use words that I, that my editor was like, "Are we sure we want to say that?" I'm like, "Yeah." yeah. You know yeah, what? And I my said father's it. Yeah. an ex. My father is a is is a is a writer too, and he just said, "Ames, he just said, who cares if you're unlikable as long as you're interesting?" Right. You know what I mean? If you're mm-hmm. going to be an asshole, at least be an interesting God, asshole. God, I've been living that philosophy <laughs> for so long. <laughs> you know, um, there's a lot of hot button stuff that, I mean, I try to stay away from because it's just not worth the... the yeah, the arguing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's like one guy wrote to me and just like, oh my God, your book made me feel better about having... Uh, letting this uh, tranny snort, uh, about snorting coke off a tranny's dick. Right. And I thought it was really funny. And I was like, oh my God, best compliment ever. And I like retweeted it. Mm-hmm. And people and the trans community came fucking after me and were like transphobic slur. And I was like, I have s- plenty of trans friends. Mm-hmm. I'm not transphobic. I'm sort of a dude myself. Hi. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's so <clears throat> not it. And it's like that really. And also I felt sort of hurt and attacked. And um, when I asked people to sort of let me know what language was acceptable now or not, they were like, it's not our job to educate you. And I'm like, no, it is motherfucker. Like it's my job to educate people about substance use and or whatever about fucking addiction and recovery. And it's your job. If this is your fucking, if this is the flag you're flying to educate me. And so my, my gay roommate sat me down and opened up glad and went through all the different terms Mm -hmm. and whatever. And it was like, you know, I understand, like, you know, for a lot of people, faggot is like the last thing they hear before they get the shit beaten out of them right, before right. they killed. So mm-hmm. it's a really fucking charged word, you know? Mm-hmm. But I also feel like it's just become overboard. Like, I mean, I my best friends are this lesbian couple that live above me. And I come up, I, I walk into their house. I'm like, what's up, faggots? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, the dirty Jew is here. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? And it's That's fucking- That's the way well, it you know, should yeah, you be. Kike, you know? <laughs> and a- I laugh. I fucking laugh. And it's like, you know, when there's love, the word doesn't matter. The, and so I the think intention. that we have Absolutely. to be really, like, separate that. Because PC is the death of humor. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, you want to be treated equally. We laugh at everyone equally. We joke about everyone equally. We, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Absolutely. That's it. it you, if otherwise you're this special group and you're so sensitive that you can't be joked about. Like, what the fuck is that? It's so important that even in medieval fucking times, they understood the importance of comedy. They had a court jester right. who was like the one guy who could make fun of the fucking king. Right. Like even they right, got it right, back then. Right. Now it's 2019 and people just don't get the the need for comedy and the need to denigrate oneself in the name of humor yeah. and to to throw it to other people and to put the stereotypes out there that are a lot of stereotypes are out there because they're true and a lot of them are fucking funny. Yeah. And that's just the bottom line. But I'm totally self-effacing and it's yeah, just yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's like- We denigrate ourselves. Yeah. Frank, he knows that we make uh, Latino jokes and we make jokes about, you know, uh, gay and this and that. And like my brother calls and we we have great time yeah. and it's all meant to be fun and and for the greater good of like, we understand. And what it's showing is that people just have no understanding of each other. You yeah. know what I mean? yeah. And the people who are growing up now who aren't adept at having one-on-one conversations with actual flesh in front of their face, human beings who are just going online and that's their 
socializing. Right. They don't get it. Well, yeah, you know? it's like everything's a microaggression and this yeah. is a safe space. And it's like fucking get a pair of balls. Yeah, like, what are you safe space. Like, get, safe space. There is no I mean? such well, thing that, as a safe space world. in the world. Yeah, yeah. that's right. not the fucking real world, you know? If you go back and you listen, you're talking about comedy and you listen to like Lenny oh my Bruce God, and George it. Carlin oh, oh, and all uh, these people. Prior, yeah, they prior, all, and they oh all talk His about- so gnarly. It's yeah. the best. These so. guys that are gone now, I, w I so wish I could travel in a time machine and say, hey, you know what they're doing in fucking 2019? Yeah, they were just- And yeah. just to see their reactions, you know, we have a phone call. Hello, you're on Rare Form Radio. Who's this? I don't know why. Is it just that line that you're uh, having trouble nope, with? Nope. Nope. Great. That's, All right. That's, that's you, just totally spooky. If you okay. call 323-230-4445, if you call, I'm alerted that there's a call, but when we're in mid-sentence okay, with a guest, okay. I don't cut away. So They're calling again. We'll see. Hang on for a second. Hello, you're on Rare Form. Uh, who's this? No, if they're calling again, there's a problem with their line. Or yeah, I, line. I see the caller ID. It's uh, somebody's actual phone line. But so yeah. weird. All right. I, well... Um, yeah, but that's gotten me in trouble. I've said some other things on Facebook or Twitter that's gotten me in trouble. And, uh, you know, I, I write pieces that piss people off. Right. And it's like, but, you know, my father's always just like, if you're not pissing people off, you're not doing anything new. Right. right. You know? Yeah, being I safe, never read the comments. I never read the reviews. I mm -hmm. never read the comments of my articles because I don't want to be afraid to tell my truth. Right. And I don't want to pander to what people want. You know what I mean? I want to be my truthful self. And it's like, you're never going to please anyone, everyone. If you try and do that, you're so fucked as a writer or an artist right. or whatever. You've got to do your thing. Absolutely. I also think that people who do take the time to leave a comment, it's people who like what you say, they're like, she's awesome. And they go yeah, about their yeah, lives. Totally, they're normal. Totally, totally. It's the people who are looking to of hate course. that leave comments. Yeah. Mostly. I yeah. mean, I get... We get some nice comments about doing the radio or the film that we did or whatever, but we get a lot of shitty yeah. ones too. And I'm just like, you know, it's I like don't get really a life. Pick up fucking knitting. Yeah, yeah. Break yeah, your yeah. hand. Whatever. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, we had a couple of other questions. Oh, this isn't. Oh, I guess curious if she saw oh, that was the Chappelle question. Um, oh, actually, Frank, you'll remember this. Are you mm -hmm. a fan of the film Pulp Fiction? I like All it. Right. I mean, I liked it. I Do saw you know it. it though? Yeah. Okay, so a few weeks ago. We went on this tangent about how disgusting it is when the French girl who's with Bruce Willis, oh, yeah. when she says, and this really struck a nerve because I got a lot of comments about this. When the French girl says to Bruce Willis when they're in bed, she whispers to him and she goes, um, will you give me oral pleasure? <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, and how like oh, it was the most uncomfortable, oh, so most disgusting. Oh. Oh. And we got a lot a of pleasure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. And we played the line and everything. Like, but uh, um, it's like when someone's like, "Will you fillet me?" I'm like, yeah. "Gross! I'll give you a blowjob, but like fillet you? What is you know?" Also, fillet so, doesn't sound like what it means. It means like it sounds like you're cutting, cutting you up and going to eat you. Yeah, yeah. Like fillet. Can I fillet you? <laughs> I, can I eat your filet of fish? Are you interested in intercourse? I'm yeah. like, oh, oh God, so yeah. creepy. So, but then um, uh, Tanya B actually reminded us. She said, "Ugh, Bruce Willis's reply to her is just as creepy." And he goes, <laughs> "And I forgot say? about this." What he goes, say? "Will you kiss it?" 
Oh, that's right. That's another and really so disgusting. Yeah. Like fucking. Will you oh. kiss it? And he's talking about his dick. Of so it's like, is. will you kiss it? Oh god, like, it's so creepy. God. <laughs> so, oh. so where everybody's slamming. If you can't talk dirty well. Yeah, don't do shut it. Shut the fuck yeah. up. <laughs> so where, you know what I mean? where everybody's slamming <laughs> fucking Quentin Tarantino for like, oh, Bruce Lee isn't realistic, or right. about you know the story's not real or whatever. I have no problem with it. I saw it once upon a time in Hollywood. I thought it was fucking great start to end. The one problem I have with any of his nine films that he's done is those two <laughs> lines. Oh my God. Will you give me oral pleasure? Ugh, gross. Oh. <laughs> so I just wanted to read Tanya oh B's God. comment because uh, I thought it was fucking funny. It was funny. Hilarious. What is going on out there? Um, <clears throat> I know we had another. Okay, so we have a voicemail uh, on our uh, Rare Form Radio at Rare Form Radio Instagram, if you want to ask a question, you can type it to me or you can give it to me a la voicemail like this. The one thing I miss when I was high, I mean, I never uh, shot up. I always just smoked uh, heroin. So uh, the one thing I really miss is nodding and reading. <laughs> uh, odd combination. But I think I read Hammer of the Gods, uh, the Led Zeppelin Biography, I guess you'd call it. Uh, and one night, and I just kept smoking heroin and reading that book. I miss it, but I know it's bad. Do you ever miss it? All right, I'll, I'll start if you don't mind. Okay, go answer for it. that. Because then he wrote after he left the voice message. <laughs> Wait, don't ask that stupid question. <laughs> That's the best part uh, of yeah. this. Of course you miss it. It's for, uh, from time to time. It's the best feeling in the world, but eventually leads to the worst, which right. is true. But... Um, of course, I was going to read it. You can't leave a message and then say, "Wait, don't read I that," because then I'm definitely going to. But uh, you're dick. That's why. <laughs> one, I think the worst part about it is is the fact that uh, you were able to read while you were high because you weren't right. getting such great shit. Then. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you read Hammer of the Gods, the Led Zeppelin biography, while you were high. Uh, if you were truly nodding, you wouldn't have been able to read anything. You wouldn't have been able to lift up your fucking hands. Uh, and, um, but uh, you know what? Because people ask me that question a lot. Like, do you miss it? Do you miss it? And I don't. There's times where I'll get like a pang yeah, of, yeah. of uh, God, that would be nice to feel that yeah, way. Yeah. It's never like, oh, something crazy has happened and now I'm jonesing to get high. It's never one of those. It's more of like just strolling in the afternoon and I'm like, this is great crack smoking weather. Like I would love to smoke crack right now. It's crack just this weird, weather. it's this weird like layer in my brain that will always be there that gives me a little nudge from time to time. And what it really does is in the end, it, keep, it reminds me to keep myself on my toes. But I never miss it when I really think through you know what I mean? Right. Like, well, yeah, right. of course. The feeling, of course, yeah, it's a great fucking feeling. I got high because I liked the way I fucking felt, and it shut everything off, at right. least the drugs I was doing, until I started smoking crack on top of me. <laughs> but uh, but no, I don't, I don't, coming up on 17 years, I can't say I miss it, you know? Um, I never shot heroin. I shot coke because I like, I'm a depressive Jew, so right. I like uppers. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. really like downers. And when... You know, they gave me Oxycontin when I got frozen shoulder because I fucking get injured all the time. Uh, uh, it made me really aggressive. 
Right. It didn't make me like, yay, you know? Right, right, right. It's like, what the fuck is your problem? People are like, you weigh 118 pounds, you fucking skinny blonde <laughs> desert Jew. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, I'm not afraid of you. But um, I did once smoke heroin, and I had to take my seizure medication, and I almost OD'd. And right. I was oh with my. this uh, guy who was like a fucking hardcore junkie who was shooting speedballs. And he was like, you cannot fucking go to sleep right now. I'm like, I'm so tired. And he was like, you cannot. He was like, and he made me do coke and stay awake or whatever. Right. But- um, for me, you know, I miss being able to escape shit. Mm-hmm. I don't like having to live life all the time with all my big feelings and not being able to fucking turn down the volume right. or, or get the fuck out for a little while. Right. So now that's why I nap or I'll go get a massage. Yeah, well, I was just whatever, gonna say there are know? ways. Yeah. It's, yeah, but when I, I had to stop watching Intervention because seeing people shoot up triggered me so fucking much. It was giving me the gnarliest using dreams Right, and I had to stop. It would make me feel sort of like I'd get this like pang in my stomach, which was like excitement and like butterflies. And also like, I felt like I was gonna throw up at the same time. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm it's like super, the feeling of when you're going to score, you know? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm very vascular, so I can see like big veins and I'm like, God, look at that big, look at that mm-hmm, fucking mm-hmm. juicy one, uh, you know? But, um, I don't really, I mean, okay, I'm going to get, I'm going to get scientific on you. Right. Um, so a trigger when you see someone you used to use with, or you see something that reminds you of using, or you smell it or a place your brain releases something called calcolamines, mm-hmm. which actually gives you a dopamine spike. Mm-hmm. So then a trigger is actually a biochemical event. Right. It's not mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. like you, like, oh, I'm remembering this nicely. <clears throat> it's a biological thing that happens. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm learning that from- Our mutual friend, Wendy, when I happened to be under her care years and years ago oh, at a hospital, small world. she brought someone in who was like, I've never seen this woman again. But she brought someone in who's a doctor, mm-hmm. scientist, like crazy woman. Like she was, every, every all the other junkies were like fucking knotted out on their meds. And oh, I God, was right? wide awake on the edge of my seat because she talked exactly about that. She didn't say anything about your hole of spirituality. Like oh, it God, was none right? of that. Si- it was all. I'm going to fill your God size yeah. hole. <laughs> yeah, it was all. You like that, uh, <laughs> you like that voice? Yeah, yeah I like it. Right, like, God. The, so the, feminine. The, the devil filling that hole. <laughs> So, but she explained it all scientifically right. and with how the chemicals react. It's really and interesting. Night. And I'll tell you, to this day, I credit that with pushing me over the edge of understanding what was really going on mm-hmm. and that I had really mm-hmm. no control. Yeah. And once I really understood that I really had yeah. no choice and no control, helped me along the totally. way. Totally. And, and it's true. Like, you know, you'll tell people, I'm like, like what? Why can't you just stop or use your... I'm like, you don't understand. It's not up to me. This is science yeah, right. we're fucking talking about. You well, know? I'll tell you something really interesting. Um, I, I write a lot of stuff and I, I one of my good friends is this guy, Dr. Howard Wetzman. And he used to own a rehab and he's an addictionologist and he's a psychiatrist and he's also sober. Mm-hmm. And um, he has written a book about science and he has a vlog called Ending Addiction and it's all science-based and it's fascinating shit. And 80% of the addicts that came through uh, his treatment center, he would test them for a genetic mutation, which uh, is, it's like there's a gene- there's a, there's an enzyme uh, that breaks down folate from green vegetables and makes it into something called L-methylfolate, which is what is, are the building blocks of dopamine and serotonin. Mm-hmm. 
if you have this mutation, you can't create, you can't break down folate. Mm -hmm. You can't create enough L-methylfolate, which means you can't create enough dopamine. Mm -hmm. So you're fucking starting in a deficit and you're fucked. Yeah, and 80, you're constantly trying to fill that deficit. Right, and 80% of fucking addicts had this genetic yeah. mutation. It's called This the woman spoke gene. about that you know? very exact yeah, thing. Yeah, and so I got mm -hmm. tested and of course I fucking had mm -hmm. it. I mean, mm -hmm. I knew I had it. I was like, because the fucking second time I did crystal meth, something clicked for me mm -hmm. and I just felt normal. Right. So wow. it's like, I think that's what people don't understand. We're not, for me, I wasn't always like trying to get high. I just wanted to feel fucking normal. Yeah. Right? I said, I always made me feel fucking, I felt like whenever, I could take a breath now. Whenever I talk with people about it, I say I got high like the first week. The rest of it was me trying to ride normalcy, like and, right. and void sickness. Yeah, see, just I because didn't of have the chemical that. dependency. But see, I don't. Ha I mean, as a right. coke and meth head, mm -hmm. I would just go to sleep. Yeah, and that's why I started smoking crack too, to get <laughs> to get high off while I'm while I'm on heroin. You know? And me and oh, you were my. sharing a story about like the fucking disgusting things that you'll do, and I, I even made you cringe for a second. Oh yeah, tell because, that story. It's so gross. Because <laughs> so fucking gross. I used to be addicted to Afrin as I well am, as- a, I, I am addicted to Afrin. Because we're Jews. And, yeah, we're Jews. Jews we can't and breathe. junkies. And I think and we a lot of, yeah, yeah, and we can't breathe. So <laughs> I used to be addicted to Afrin and I would use it. And you know, if, if you're using, if you're using, what is he saying? Yeah, we'll be done five minutes before, tell him. If you're using Afrin, you get addicted to it really fast. Yeah. And then you can't clear your nose unless yeah, you're using yeah, it. So. Yeah. I used to do this thing where- uh, Pharmaceutical companies are smart. Yeah, and I would do, exactly. I would do this thing where um, if I was going on a trip or something, I would make a solution. So I would genius. open the Afrin so bottle. Genius. I would pour half the Afrin out and I would cook up like a couple of balloons of heroin and put it in there. <laughs> and it would be a solution of half Afrin, half heroin. So and I would just genius. have it in my pocket and with impunity, just get do, be doing right. it. So I'm getting high- but I'm also able to breathe, so it's like a double high. <laughs> but the gro the part where oh, I grossed so you out gross. was when I couldn't score, if I'd be waiting for the dealer oh. and I'm starting to feel sick, what I would do is oh. I would blow my nose, oh. put it into a spoon, oh. cook it up, oh. and I would Holy use God. it. I can't. So I would get high off of snot. <laughs> wow. All right, it seems like we're getting kicked out of here five minutes early. Uh, the next show is going live as well. So we are going to wrap it up tonight. Uh, Amy, tell everybody where you can get uh, the book and where they can uh, find you. The best place to get the book, I think, is on Amazon. That's the cheapest. It's also at Barnes & Noble. It's been out for, the so the paperback's been out for about a year. The hardcover's been out for about two years. There's also an Audible that I, that I uh, narrated. Um... Uh, so yeah, just Google My Fair Junkie by Amy Dresner. It'll all pop up. And where can people find um, you online? I've got, uh, I'm on Amy Dresner at, at Facebook. Uh, I'm on Amy Dresner Twitter. I'm at Amy Dresner. And I also have a My Fair Junkie handle um, both at uh, on Instagram. You can see pictures of me. You can see pictures of my fucked up hand. You can see where <laughs> I'm going to be speaking. You can blah, blah, blah. I have a website called amydresner.com. And uh, yeah, and you can follow Colonel Puff Puff too. He has an Instagram and he talks shit about me. It's Perfect. Funny. Well, thank you so much for thank coming you. down. This was, a this was blast, great, man. We had a great time. Amy will be back for sure. I promise you. Frank, thank you so much for my pleasure. My pleasure. Enjoy your vagina. And I, I, you beat me to it. I was just going to say the same thing. We will see all of you next week. This is Lola, and I'm here to tell the world to stop being such pussies and listen to Rare Form Radio.